Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's podcast, and as promised, we are still talking about cold calling. But this week, as we close out the month, I'd love to just talk with you a little bit about how to make cold calling a little easier and more effective. You can also read more about this in my blog. This week, the subject is why you should reach out uh, instead of waiting on someone to reach out to you. So there's more information that you can get from reading my blog, but I just have a few tips here to share with you to make cold calling just a bit easier. Not everybody loves cold calling, and I understand that. I don't, I don't know if anybody really loves it, but we all can love the results that we get, especially if we take time to consider some of the things that I'm going to cover with you today. So there's four things that you can do that will make your cold calling more effective and as a result, a little more fun. So the first thing with cold calling is pay attention to the person. If you are talking on the phone, pay attention to the person that is on the other end. If they are rushed or guarded with information, like they have short answers and they're not relaxed, then you want to just get the the information that you can. You want to be polite and professional and then move on. If, on the other hand, the person is relaxed and they're sharing freely, you may want to take the time to ask more questions. And I'll give you an example. If you call and the person is really guarded, then you may just take the information, thank them for their time, repeat their name. If they've said their name, repeat their name to them. That relaxes people. If you, even yourself, if somebody says calls you by name, it is more relaxing. So you can, you can use that. Um, but realize that they are probably in a hurry and there's a lot of work, a lot of things on their plate and you're just one more person calling. You don't really want to set your impression as I don't care about you. I just want you to tell me what I need to know. So be considerate. But if they are sharing freely, you can take the time to say, once you ask who it would be that you need to speak with, if they're not available, again, if they are relaxed, you can say, I understand, you know when a good time is to usually catch them, would it be before lunch or after lunch, whatever. Uh, This will help you build rapport. Now, sometimes that rapport doesn't come until the second call. That is the reason that it is important to gather as much information with each step as you can so you can have that with you and use it to your advantage when you call back. So for example, if you get the decision maker's name on the phone call, the first call, but they're kind of guarded, then the next time you can be a little more relaxed because you don't have to have that piece of information. If you got the decision maker and the name of the person on the phone, you are winning because when you call back, you're going to seem familiar. If it is Kate who answers the phone, you can say, hi, Kate, I was calling for Bill and you seem familiar instead of just another salesperson calling for an appointment. The next thing that you can do, if you go in person, 
observe your surroundings. If you see some things that interest you, it could be a topic. If you see things that interest you regarding the product or service that you offer, that's even better. So you don't have to ask all the questions. You can observe. For example, in the office equipment world, I don't have to say, now, what kind of copier are you using if it is right there in plain sight? Instead, I can note that in my notes and carry on a conversation. And once you get experience with your product or service, as the example with the office equipment, you get familiar with the models you're going to be seeing. So because you're familiar, you will know some things about the product that you're seeing that you can point out that maybe is not as high quality as what you have. Maybe there's some new features that's been added to newer models, whatever it is, you can use that to your advantage and you don't have to ask everything, you know, because sometimes it may feel like we're playing 20 questions. And if it's a person that we have just dropped by to see, again, be respectful. They're busy and you want to consider that. So observe your surroundings. If you sell rugs, notice the rugs when you walk in. If you sell equipment, notice that. Uh, If it is some other thing that you sell that maybe is not in plain sight, you can look at other things around that gives you a clue. So my second piece of advice is to make sure you observe your surroundings without asking all of the questions. Next, you don't have to get all your questions answered on the first cold call. In fact, like the example with the phone, it's going to get warmer as you call back. And so when you know the name of the person who answers the phone, when you know the name of the decision maker, when you call back, you're going to be much more confident and comfortable. And they are going to be more comfortable with you too. So take the time to gather pieces as you go. You don't have to get it all at once. Don't feel disappointed if you didn't get all of the information the example of the phone if you get the name of the person answering and they don't want to tell you the decision maker no big deal say I completely understand but when you call back and you seem a little familiar because they've heard your voice before they may not even remember where they heard your voice you know their name they are going to start getting more comfortable with you so I'm going to tell you a secret If you go back for the second call, you're way ahead of your competitor, way ahead of all of the other people selling all the other things, because most of the time it's one and done. They call, they get a no, they get they're not here and they don't call back. You can greatly increase your chances of making a sale if you just make the second call and then the third call, because it does take seven or eight calls sometimes to get where you need to be. So don't be discouraged. It is all part of the process. And if you can get just even one piece of information with each call, you're winning. Lastly, be strategic. Pay attention to who you're calling on. It's not just about numbers, but it's about numbers with the right prospects. And again, in my blog, I talk about this. If you have been in a neighborhood and you're a pool salesman, and you've been putting in a pool. And on the last walkthrough with your client, you're just making sure they're happy with everything. You should stop by and see a couple of the neighbors or even all the neighbors. But if you do that, you are being strategic. The chances are that the neighbors have been seeing a new pool go in and it has crossed their mind. I wonder how 
how much that cost and how long does that take? And there's a lot of things that go into that. But if you take the opportunity to stop by and introduce yourself while it is fresh on their mind, a couple things are going to happen. First of all, you already have credibility. They have seen a project from start to finish and it has been completed. So they're going to trust you more than other people. Also, if they haven't reached out to someone else before, you have the opportunity to kind of gauge their interest and set the stage for what they can expect in the expenses. Sometimes if you wait for a client to reach out to you, they've already reached out to some other people and maybe the other people have quoted something that's not the same quality as yours and it's been a lower price. So then when you come in, your price, they're kind of just price checking and you seem expensive because you have quoted something that better meets their needs, higher quality. In this case, being strategic puts you way ahead of the game because you can, again, help them understand their expectations and what makes it worth the money. So that's my tips for you today when it comes to cold calling. First of all, pay attention to the person that you're talking with, whether it is in person or on the phone. If they are guarded and rushed, limit how much you ask them because you want to continue to build a relationship. That's when you feel pushy is when you don't respect that they are busy. Next, observe your surroundings. Pay attention to things that are out in plain sight that you don't necessarily have to ask questions about, but you can note. Third, if you're there, you don't have to do it all in one stop. You can get just one piece of information and it's going to put you ahead of the next time. So if you are there and they're rushed and they're guarded, Respect that. Get the pieces of information that you can and come back for another visit later when they're not so rushed, when you will be more familiar and not just some fly-by-night person stopping by. And lastly, be strategic. Choose who you're going to call on based on the time of year it is, where you have been working, where you have happy clients. All of that will add up to more success with cold calling. Have a great week. 